Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. So welcome to the Inventory Professional and today's podcast, we've got guest speakers, guest podcasters with us, uh, both Tim Hill and Philip Carter, both from KeyZap. Hi guys, thank you very much indeed for coming on our podcast. Thanks for Hi, having us. We're going to be talking about keys because they are absolute pain in the proverbial. Mm-hmm. I promised I wouldn't swear and I'm not going to. They are a real pain um, and I don't think it's just for me, it's from co- for contractors across the industry, the supplier industry, etc. So just quick bit background for um, everybody listening Phil and I and I'm not sure that Tim if we met before at the conferences I think we have haven't we I think we did yeah I know I, I always make a beeline for Phil because he's always got really good stuff on the stand there's always something that I can have off the, you know as a gift etc and we always have a good laugh don't we Phil he's, he's better looking as well isn't he really oh uh, see yeah. I'm not really <laughs> that conversation but it's, it's, it's always a pleasure to kind of like meet up with both of you and that's kind of like where we met and that's kind of like where you know we started talking about keys and I know certainly now keys are a real big issue in the industry certainly from my point of view before we get any further in would one of you like to explain exactly what keys app is about yeah sure so keys app is a really simple way to keep track of keys that's proven to work so it sort of breaks down into three things very quickly so firstly the thing that possibly draws people to our stands for example at exhibitions is the fact that we have some Apart from the merchandise, <laughs> is the um, is the sort of contactless tech that we have. So the idea is you have like a little contactless tag that uh, clips onto every set of keys, and it works just like a contactless credit card. So you touch it against a reading device like a mobile phone or a little thing that you can plug into your computer very easily. And by doing that, you can get all the information about a set of keys very quickly. You just touch it, you see what's going on, and we use that to sign keys in and out. So you sort of zap the key one after the other very quickly, for example, and you can issue loads of keys really quickly and capture all the information. And then what it does... Like a track and trace then for keys. Yeah, exactly. Track and trace for keys, if you like. Yeah. Then what it does, obviously, once you've got all that information, you just need to be able to access it really quickly. So you can ask it questions like, who has the keys to a particular property? Or what keys has Sean got right now, for example? And any agent could see straight away that Sean's got 10 keys because she's going to do inventories for 10 properties or that sort of thing and the thing thing that people really like then is the um, kind of alerting and reminder mechanism which actually helps you chase those keys back to the office as well so you know it's very easy for people to forget to track a key back in or to leave it in the car or something like that and so actually to have reminders saying that key's not been signed back in again is really useful because as we all know the safest place for a key is in the cabinet back in the office yeah, definitely, definitely in the cabinet, not in my pocket, not in my car, not in one of my clerk's pocket, <laughs> cars, et cetera, et cetera. So, OK, so we've got this technology and at the moment, you know, we are in a prop tech boom, I would argue, especially since pandemic has started. I think we're being in even more innovative. I think one, because we've got a little bit more time, we can concentrate on projects and trying to get around all these particular issues. But keys still remain a pain, certainly from mm. my point of view as a supplier to the lettings industry 
but I know talking to surveyors, to other contractors in the wider supplier industry, that you know, they are still difficult. How can technology manage these issues, especially because of what we're experiencing as clerks? How can technology help with that? Well, for me, my, the beautiful thing about tech or prop tech, if you uh, want to call it that, is it can make processes as simple as they can possibly be and standardise it. I think there's no one way to manage keys effectively. Some people will do it through their CRM. Some people do it a key book way. Some people rely on just their memory. And even their coding processes that they have on each tag can be varied as well. Some it might just be the key hook number. I've seen some that have the full address on there. I don't know why. <laughs> Complete well, no, security is straight off. Is it? I mean, if we lose the keys and it's got the full address, then <laughs> yeah. we're just, you're basically literally opening the door to someone to that property, mm-hmm. aren't you? So that's what I can't ever understand also from an agency point of view. I, I know I've seen some, where some agents are still using that old school book type, you know, that, that lined paper. Do you remember you, that we used to get mm-hmm. to write on to practice our writing? They're still using mm-hmm. that as a, as a method. Why is that? I think it's because a lot of companies will say we've always done it like that mm-hmm. and just appreciate the way that it was done for many, many years and don't see a problem with it. But the truth is it's always been flawed and it's always been broken, but they don't see the issues. They'll, or they'll always put the blame onto somebody else or put it onto the clerk or the contractor and the contractor will say, no, it's the agency's fault. And so it's that responsibility of who, who is to blame. And if you get over the fact of, look, we're, we're all kind of in this together, surely there is a better way. That's when companies really start to look at innovative ways to manage these processes. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I know a lot of the time I will have these kind of conversations with some agents, not say my particular own in regards to my own particular business, but certainly in conferences. And yeah, I do get that old conversation where is well, we've always done that and it's mm-hmm. a real pain to move over to something else. And mm-hmm. even though sometimes they realise that actually that would be a much better way, not just for them for it as a business, but equally for everybody involved in that chain of working with it be estate agents letting agents or actually as we were talking a bit earlier on before we started the build to rent market where we're going to be seeing a lot more flats and block management where the keys the size of that safe is going to be massive tim Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, keys are a pain in so many different places. And I mean, they are particularly a pain if you're the person that has to pick a key up and then go and use it. I love talking to inventory clerks because they get the problem straight away. <laughs> That's because we're normally at the end of the problem. Because if you think of the, the kind of like the timeline, nine times out of 10, we either are or should be the last people to have the keys but then that always kind of puts us in a bit of a position because quite often we're the first ones to get blamed when keys kind of like go missing even though we can say well we gave them back and we even give a name as to who we gave them back to but if they don't log them in or if they put them in their desk which I sometimes see you know you open the desk oh that'll go in there I'll remember that later and all of a sudden they've gone missing and then I get an email or a frantic phone call where are your keys you know when did you give them back who did you give them back to what time did you do it and can I have it to the second because we can't find them and I'm like (laughs) you know it's it's a pain (laughs) absolutely absolutely and you're all kind of losing time aren't you when that happens as well so you're there sitting there waiting the agents I mean I was in an office the other day and I think I saw four or five people interrupted to try and work out where a particular set of keys had gone there was actually a landlord in the office there as well um, who actually wasn't asking for those keys but they were just watching the problem and I was thinking well what, what confidence is that for example giving to that potential customer as well it's one of those things that there it's a small 
something in, in some ways, but it has quite a big knock-on effect, doesn't it, across the way we all work together across the industry? Yeah, hugely so, especially from a time element, because a lot of reports, certainly nowadays, because agents aren't doing the check-ins, they tend to do the reports on the same day as the tenant is meant mm-hmm. to be moving in, because that mm-hmm. way then they'll use our services to check that the smoke and the carbon monoxide alarms are working, that the keys are there, and so that basically they can just move the tenant in. But the trouble is then if those keys are either missing or they're with another contractor and they can't find that contractor, which is a constant, constant issue, and where they've given them out and one person can't remember who got them. And then that's that frantic, like you said, ringing around. Who's got them? And I had one the other day, you know, I'm in Portsmouth, the keys are in Winchester, and I'm like, I'm stood there waiting for the for the job to start. Tenants yeah. are waiting to move in, and I've got no keys, mm-hmm. and I can't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's that track and trace element that I think certainly technology can help with, and I'm presuming that's what your system keys app does. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a really good analogy, actually. You know, we're, in fact, our little contactless tags have a QR code on them, very similar to the, the track and trace QR codes that we're all uh, getting used to scanning at the moment as we go in Mm -hmm. in and out of places what it does is it just makes that identification of a key really easy as well so if you touch a key to your device and you could do this for example as an inventory clerk you can touch that and you can just check for example have I got the right key here things like that you can get access really quickly and it makes the capture of information which we all really need to do we've all got requirements to make sure we can prove somebody's keys are really important we can prove when we gave them out and things like that but it's really arduous if you've got to sit and write that down or type it into a spreadsheet and take a long time to do so like you say just that scanning of a QR code or touching it to a device and have all of that captured instantly, you know, makes a a huge difference. And of course, when we make that process so easy, it makes the ability of people to actually follow it properly so much better as well. So you get much better compliance as a result, because all the problems that you previously had have kind of gone away. Well, yeah, especially where the compliance and evidence side of it it definitely Mm. comes into play. I mean, because if you think about it, it's not just about getting the keys to do a report, do a survey, doing the EPC, doing an EICR, do a gas safety. It's also then what happens to those keys when the tenant gets them? I mean, should they be then tracked and noted for that point of view? Because obviously you've got your management set. So effectively mm-hmm. you've got two sets, haven't you? Management set mm-hmm. and set the tenants get. And then be mm-hmm. able to maybe track the, the fact that tenants have got them. And then obviously when you get them back, because certainly from an inventory provider point of view, when we get those keys back, we don't necessarily know what was given out in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if we had mm-hmm. an ability to see how many, what type, when... Also, equally, you know, if they've been, extra sets have been ordered by a tenant, sometimes that happens, and they're meant to give them all back, but we wouldn't necessarily know. Now, I know certainly without, if a tenant wants to get them recut, there's no way realistically of knowing that. But then I suppose if you had them on a tag and had it so that they could maybe taken off those tags and each set was given a specific tag and they were almost a bit like a a bike lock they couldn't be Mm -hmm. taken off so you have to keep that tag on you could then maybe tell perhaps I don't know going forward whether those keys had actually been you know recut so we'd have an understanding and certainly when it comes to checkout that we know what to expect or the agent knows what to expect to come back so it's about that whole life journey isn't it really not just from supplier contractor point of view but also through the tenancy as well Yeah. yeah yeah Absolutely. Like you can get things like tamper-proof key rings and things, as you say, where you'd be able to see that complete life cycle or life journey and everything that happens. And as you say, quite often the set of keys that you hand out will not be the set of keys you get back or you've given them two sets and five sets and suddenly come back and even handing them over to the agent, they're a bit like, what the hell's going on? 
on here. And so even like fixing that problem of going, oh, we now have five sets can be a task in itself, but quite often they'll just put all five sets back on the hook and then that's where cracks start to appear. All that needs accounting for. I think most agents would be really happy if it was that way round and they got they gave out two sets and they got five sets back. I think it's normally it's normally the other way round. Um, and, and, and like you say, actually being able to record properly like what's on a set of keys when you're giving it to tenants, because what a lot of our clients will see is that they give out things like parking fobs and things like that quite, quite often, you know, which which are actually quite expensive to replace and have a lot of value. And you can give out sets of keys and the keys will come back. But the parking fob was mysteriously disappeared and things like that to actually be able to say at the point at which you bring that key back in okay, this is what should have been on that set of keys, for example, and double check that at the point mm -hmm. the person's returning it, that enables you to capture all of those problems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, car parking fobs are becoming more of a norm, especially the new builds. They tend to have their own parking mm. and underground parking. So yeah, that's going to make a huge, huge difference. Also, the fact is that this is the amount of keys, like so the number, and sometimes we get huge, huge bunches of keys. I mean, to be honest with you, it takes me back to when I was in the prison service and all the keys I used to have there. I mean, we had bunches of keys there and I just mm. look at these and think, oh my god you know I don't really don't want to be mm -hmm. responsible for these half of them I don't even know if they would work and it doesn't help also then when you get asked or oh, could you check every single key against every single lock and let me know which one does what and it's like oh my god to have a way of managing that certainly from both the client point of view but from our point of view and have that seamless to me is a no-brainer it makes really really good sense which then goes back to the original question why is it that you just see the written manual that's stuffed in a drawer somewhere that someone's got to find and it's been so well thumbed how they can even read it or it's been rubbed out so many times and the confusion with the numbers of the keys because you can't put the address on it, it, it's just there's a lot of stuff there that could be really simplified and I just don't understand why it isn't more widely adopted. I mean, is it a CRM issue? Is it an integration issue? I think it's actually, I mean, maybe we could argue that the likes of us, and we're not the only people sort of out there doing that, but the likes of us maybe aren't doing a good enough job as well of letting people know that there is another way. And so I think it's really important for everybody when you see these problems come about to actually be able to raise the issue and, and let people know actually that there are, there are ways this problem can be solved you're not reliant on technology from the stone age or or at least the early age of writing <laughs> to to manage these things and there are there are ways that you can do it and and that can be very effective i'm certainly aware that you know a lot of people we work with often say things like gosh this has actually solved a problem we didn't know we had so mm -hmm. it goes beyond just the actual physical keeping track of keys or that who's got the key kind of issue but we've seen people use it to for example make sure that when a cleaner visits a property that they actually that the key went out at a certain time and it came back at a certain time and the key was only out for two hours and yet the the cleaner billed for four hours and you know you, you oh, get some really interesting point. sorts of side effects and things as well just by having that data available and easily accessible it kind of opens up sort of all sorts of other things as well that maybe people don't think about straight away and also i suppose in case you lose them as well you know because it does happen you know especially yeah. got multiple mm -hmm. contractors and it could be the contractor's got them, they think they've given them back or whatever, but they're still in their possession. But we all lose keys, you know, like, mm -hmm. like socks, you will do it at one point or another, you know, mm -hmm. but invariably they turn up. But obviously with keys, they're much more important. They need to be secured and equally you need to be able to track and trace them to make sure that they, they come back so everyone else can do their job. So I suppose being able to then identify exactly where those keys are, not just maybe the contract, maybe the lo actual locality. Can Keys App do that? Does Do your tags do that? So as in the actual physical location mm. of the key, we don't take it that far. And I'm not really a 
aware that as yet the tech has quite got there yet it's not quite practical enough okay, to do from that a geotag point of view you mean yeah to actually geotag the key i mean there are some very cool things out there which you might see um, i don't know if some of your listeners might have heard of things like tile which is a sort of personal device that <laughs> yeah. you can a- attach to your own keys and that's quite clever because it works with your mobile phone so it uses your mobile phone's gps to sort of keep a record of where that key is so it it connects mm-hmm. to the mobile and then the mobile says where you are um, i don't know if they've released it yet i know that apple has got a big kind of thing that they're about air to tags yeah air tags yeah that's going to be working a very similar way but because i think iphone have almost about 40 percent of the uk market mm. it's going to be a lot better than just downloading an app i think i contribute to at least 10 percent of that apple <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm an apple tart, basically, literally, and not the edible kind either. I, it's, it's a case of, you know, if it's apple, I've got to have it. <laughs> including the, the, the next Apple iPhone. But then again, I, I use it for work and it means our report pictures are really, really good within the inventory base app and then report. But I heard about Apple and I think don't the keys for the geotag, is it an RFID or? RFID. It's an ultra wider Bluetooth chip. Again, funnily enough, it's actually the same tech that the the COVID app uses to do this track and trace that it that it's doing now. So you know when you you get within range of someone who's reported symptoms, it's actually mm-hmm. that same kind of radio, the Bluetooth radio inside the phones that's used for that. Mm-hmm. There are so yeah, you you can kind of see that it's kind of coming along, particularly yes. in in the sort of personal space. But if you actually then map that onto those of us who are actually managing very large numbers of keys, it kind of adds some other challenges as well. So the big one is cost. These tags are not going to be that cheap. They're probably fine for like one set of keys I don't know what they're going to be you know, I think a tile is somewhere between 15 and 25 pounds for a, for a single yeah. tile mm-hmm. for example and I imagine the Apple one won't be cheaper than that knowing Apple um, <laughs> I don't think they're looking at it from that kind of scale are they they're looking yeah. at your users where you're looking at it from a much bigger scale you're looking at it from a mm-hmm. landlord estate letting agent yeah. from a facilities management point of view especially as we mm-hmm. said earlier on about the build to rent market because that must create a huge huge amount of keys Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. So all of these things where you've got loads and loads of keys, the problems start to increase. And the other thing is that all of this stuff uses needs energy to work. So you've actually then got batteries to manage inside a tag too. So some of them will last about a year. But let's say if you're even managing a modest number of keys, say 100, if you've got to keep track of 100 batteries over a year, suddenly you're creating just as many problems as you had with keys in the first place. And these are all problems I expect will be solved. But you know, at the moment, we're, we're still kind of working towards it. But it does show, though, that it is working towards, you know, that there is a we know what the solution kind of like is. It's just like I said, the tech being able to keep up with it and and get us there. But Mm. I think certainly from a a key management point of view, from my point of view as an infantry provider, to be able to log out keys automatically, to be able to log them back into automatically so I can prove that I've given them back and I can prove that I haven't (laughs) lost any because they're all on a tag system where, you know, like you said, it's locked. Certainly, you know, as a contractor, that will make life a lot, lot easier. And certainly I said, if we could then include that within the report, either through a link, a geotag or something to, to, to showcase that within the report, especially when we're giving it over to tenants, that just makes huge amount of sense. It's in some respects, it's quite a simple thing to do, but obviously I know with the tech, it's got to be there, but equally I would imagine then that will make life better for CRMs because I know there's CRMs all over the place. Everybody's integrating with everybody else. We're doing it with inventory base ourselves, but it still seems as a bit of a barrier or, or you're actually seeing that barrier come mm. down from your point of view. 
yeah, on the CRM side, I think the barrier is definitely coming down. We started KeysApp uh, getting on for six years ago now, and I can see a marked change in that time as to how open the different CRM companies are to actually starting to work with other sort of smaller sort of niche products like ourselves to enhance what that CRM is capable of doing by itself. So I think there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely a much more willingness now in the CRM world um, to work together. Some of the ones out there, you know, they this idea of in the tech world, we would call an API, but that's basically a, a language that different apps can use to talk to each other. Many more of them are exposing sort of ability now to, to work with other other applications. Like an um, open API, great. which is what inventory base have got. As well. yeah. So the, the actual code and the information and how to integrate is actually there available. It's just a case of then doing it and then working out the little nuances, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure you'll know from the inventory based side of things that having the ability to do it is one thing, but then there's actually quite a lot that people need to still remember has mm. to go on behind the scenes to really make it work very well. And I think there's a danger sometimes if you put in an integration that only half works, you actually end up with something that's hinders rather than helps the client. Yeah. One of the things we see is actually means of getting tools to talk to each other is one thing. The next thing is basically making it so that you can kind of synchronize the data properly. And there's actually incredible amount of hard work usually that both companies need to do yeah. to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get all the normal challenges then as to, you know, people have to make resources available. It costs money. It costs time to make it happen. It's getting better and better, certainly from our standpoint. And I know from yours as well, it's, it's really the case. The more people you can integrate with, the better the experience for everybody, so long as you do it right. It yeah. does need to go that way though, doesn't it? Like the, the closed API network, it, it should be a dead idea. I know that there's still some big players that still operate on that way, but they should be thinking about value to, to the end user <laughs> and instead they go now how much money can i get from other suppliers first and quite often some of these costs can be higher than what you charge your client base and so you go well it just doesn't make sense how, how can we actually work in, in that way and that's when these companies that do have open apis really start to shine and go we're actually thinking about the end user not just ourselves yeah, it, it was certainly the case for us that we we talked to a couple of um, CRM providers. The, the amount that they've sort of wanted to charge for doing the link has actually been more than the cost of our product to our customer, for example. And so sometimes that doesn't make sense. But as I said, I'm pleased to see that it's it's less and less of that these days. Yeah, I think I think it is. I mean, certainly you know, from our point of view, you know, we're integrating more and more and more, especially like with the bigger platforms like Repit. The willingness is there, and I think like you quite rightly pointed out, is the fact that, that there's a huge, huge benefit, and that yes, you could charge loads, loads of money, but it's not going to really help. It's going to hinder. And like you said, having that closed API bill is it, not going to help you going forward. People want that collaborative kind of working approach, and want to see people making it for the benefit of the end user rather than about making profit for that particular company mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and we're definitely getting there on that as i say the the new challenge is particularly for a small business like ourselves is actually just you know managing to set aside the time at the same time as the other company the actual coordination of it sometimes is, is often the, the challenge as well to make it happen but yeah. the great thing yeah. is now the willingness is there so yeah. so that's good manpower to build these things because they're not easy even even though they sometimes all look the same each one has its <laughs> set of challenges do you know I, mean, I didn't really appreciate that until i started working with inventory base and i can see what they do how they do it how they need to talk to what what kind of work it involves and don't get me wrong i i am not 
that au fait with it. I, I understand it. I get the premise for it. But if you start showing me code and all the bits and pieces they need to do, I just kind of gloss over. I just, I, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely beyond me. This is why they do, you know, they're so good at it. And you saw you guys are as well as. But I mean, I think one of the key things, certainly from an agent point of view or a landlord or a surveyor point of view, is that evidence, that audit trail. Hmm. And it's something certainly from an inventory based point of view, certainly me as a user and a provider of services, that to me is absolutely the key to our service the detailed report but also then you know having an audit trial to see where everything is what's been done when how who's commented who you know who's interacted with it and I think you can only do that with tech you can't do that in a school book or a bit of uh, on Mm -hmm. a folder with a list of key numbers and addresses Mm -hmm. that's just not going to work it's it's too much information that you need to be capturing quite quickly and and the only way you could realistically do that is tech and also then share that information if it's Mm -hmm. needed yeah, I was going to say, like, probably the one of the big things about technology is compared to a book is that the book is rooted to one place. So it's usually it's usually either next to the key cabinet or somewhere out the front of, of somebody's office. But actually, the, the interaction with, in our case, keys, but it could be anything really in tech, you know, the interactions are, are happening so much more out and about. Sometimes it's just physically impossible to update the key book and things like that. If you, for example, hand the key over to a tenant outside of the office there's no easy way that you can track that at the moment so that's where the tech comes in um if you've got the ability to just touch a key to your mobile phone or log it out that way you know it's going to be you you can track much more and you can get much better adherence to your your key policy given the the current situation of covid amount of people that i've spoken to offices have become almost like glorified key cabinets yeah and me as an agent could be getting in touch with you shan saying look i need this doing but i'm actually working from home i need you to pick up those keys i can't actually see if those keys are in the office or being handed out to somebody in the first place if it's a key book where do I get that data from and then that's when you get your issues of turning up to the office and then sort of going I don't know where they are can you hang about for an hour or so until I find out and actually get them back and you go oh no I can't because I've got another job to go to exactly (laughs) it's that knock-on effect and that's something Uh we're experiencing all the time a lot of agents you know really on the ball when they really try but at the end of the day there's certain things that are out of control if another job the EICR needs especially now because obviously legislation is all properties have to have the EICR so of course and they're taking uh, precedence over the rest of us because unless that's done they can't rent that property out that you know we mm-hmm. that can't go to the tenant so quite rightly they've got to put them first but then the knock-on effect if they've then got to go multiple properties and and they haven't got the time to come back then we're like you said we're sat there waiting and quite often we will find ourselves outside of a, an agent for an hour or so or having to go grab a cup of tea go and get some lunch because we can't do the job until we get those keys it's a mm-hmm. real difficult issue so i don't know is necessarily what the answer is i suppose realistically it's about informing letting them know what the tech is out there what your tech can do and also how they can interact with it quickly and cleanly yeah. via the crms and also just showing the benefits of it because it doesn't impact them from my time point of view if I'm losing time but it impacts them if they don't get their report on time and obviously then those issues then create either up the chain or down the chain especially the end user the tenant who stood there waiting to get in and they can't Mm -hmm. because either we haven't finished or the key's not been given back so we can't even get in It, it can create a lot a lot of issues that could realistically be solved quite easily if that tech that understanding those processes were adopted yeah. And another thing that sort of related to that, that's probably easier solved by tech is the idea of actually reserving a key up front. So knowing that you're going to be needing it at a certain time and actually be able to flag that again with pen and paper, that's 
I mean, you can do it, but you've got to have a really strong process that makes it work and it's very cumbersome and you'll get it wrong. Whereas actually, again, if I can just put a little note, say, or a little reservation on a key that says this key is needed by Sean at 11 o'clock tomorrow, then anybody trying to give that key out prior knows it's got to be back before Sean needs it. And again, it's those sorts of things which tech just speeds up and makes so much more, so much easier, so much more possible than, than, than it has been. Yeah, because otherwise you're relying on everybody's memory. And like you said, because mm. everybody's now working remotely, you might have the odd one or two people in the actual branch or the office, but most are working at home. And depending mm -hmm. where they're located, it will depend on who knows what, when. And we had it the other day where someone had the keys and the staff member didn't realise that we needed them and they took them home. And of course, mm -hmm. then we had to drag them from home to the office to give us the keys so we could do our job. So the impact on that from a timeline point of view, from a, um, the time pressure and the report pressure it was quite big. And also the fact is, certainly from a clerk point of view, the way the industry works, we get paid per job. So therefore, we're not paid for our time, for our travel. So of course, mm -hmm. if that's impacted, that impacts on our jobs going forward. And also, so we're losing that time, that ability to maybe do other jobs that would be income generating. And we, we, we've lost out basically yeah. because yeah. of that one issue. I'm not saying it's the agent's fault because these things do happen. And if you don't know, and like you said, if you haven't got that robust writing audit system within the office, that agent wouldn't necessarily know that the, those keys were needed. So of course, take them home because home's nearer, makes sense. You can be in office the next day, but it's the impact that it has. Again, to me, it makes sense to look at these and think, well, how could I address these pain points? And to me, online key management with those geotags, with those QR codes, with that management system, just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And something I think is, is interesting as well, if you look across different industries, like you said, in your industry, you are are paid by job and so it might not be immediately obvious to an agent the actual costs that are going on with keys not being in the right place and things like that and we do see sort of more in the commercial world sometimes there's much more call out charges and things that are getting applied and so people sometimes see that more in those parts of the industry than they do more in the residential sector however there is also that element that if I'm running a, a business and my staff are running around looking for keys sometimes that's not obvious to me either and I think that that's certainly one of the things that comes out very often to us is that actually people don't realize how much time they waste as they sort of have to interrupt numerous people to work out where a key is or get on the phone or have somebody come in to, to bring a key back that sort of thing it's all time that people really should be spending moving the business forward not chasing around after after keys and, and things like that so often our job is to is to help people understand some of the impacts that they are seeing day to day and it, and it it does add up, you know, it's, it's usually hundreds of pounds a month if you kind of add up the, the lot of time. And... Possibly even more than that, when you consider the domino effect of lost opportunity, not just to the agent, to the clerk, to that tenant that's moving into that business that they work for, you're just going, the hours soon, soon really rack up. Really, yeah, it, it, but it is hard to quantify because quite often you might think, oh, it's just five minutes. But if you were to time it, you're probably looking whenever there's a key missing, it's like 20 minutes, half an hour. And it's not just one person, it's a few people. And then when it turns out that key is lost it's or oh, now we need to plan to go get that key cut and it's not not quite often it's not a junior person it's the lettings manager who's higher paid <laughs> anyway you know and you just go surely there must be something better to do than this to so that lost opportunity accountability i think is the the big thing and responsibility of it all people don't like to be, feel <laughs> accountable for it quite often when a set of keys gets handed out by an agent it's not often their responsibility for them to manage that back in mm -hmm. instead it'll just become the company's yeah and that's when you can go to your key book and go i can't even read whoever's written in this in the first place 
when really that's when you need those standardized processes. Yeah, exactly. And what I also find is that you always seem to get one person that is accountable for that book to know where the keys are. If they're not available, then everyone's scratching their heads. Everyone's trying to figure out what the other person means or what they written down and how and where everything is. And then you, you know, you stood there as a clerk in the agent's office going, this is not going to go well because no one seems to know. Everyone's kind of like looking at us as to say, well, do you know? And I'm thinking, it's not my company, it's not my book, I have no idea. Whereas if obviously if it was on if it was online, if it was tracked and traced, I think, then we you know you'd have the ability to have a look, at least see who maybe had it last. So you could then work your way back. And like I said, again, that whole track and trace kind of element of it, so that hopefully you won't be losing loads and loads of hours and time on it. Because it'd be really interesting if you could do a study or some sort, a bit of a timeline, a day in the life of a set of keys kind of thing, you know, and map out everybody that might would or would have had it and how long for and what that kind of like issue would be in regards to that time management and loss of income etc etc absolutely i think um and so one of those things that you certainly can do with with the technology that is so much harder to do with kind of written records or, or even with spreadsheets or you know a lot of crms maybe have some basic functionality around this but they don't necessarily give you the information that you really want around around that sort of thing one of the things the technology allows is you can see you can click on a property and you can see exactly when keys go out when they come back how long they're out for all of that information suddenly is available to you which as I say you didn't really have before or if if you can get it it's so much work that it, it's not worth trying to find it whereas now it's all available to you one of the things you you touched on um, a moment ago Sean was around this sort of accountability piece as well I think probably one of the the big things we see and this doesn't just apply to keys it applies to all processes probably in all businesses but the easier you can make them easier it is to make sure people actually follow the process and particularly that they follow it consistently so the example you just gave where somebody who normally looks after the process is away and no one else knows what's going on if you can make it so simple to see what's going on then that just suddenly everybody can take some ownership of it and the flip side is also true you know with a nobody wants the job of looking after keys because they know it's such a pain there's so much kind of reconciliation and chasing around that needs doing but if you can look in 30 seconds every single day and say are all my keys back suddenly that becomes a thing that is easy to manage and as soon as it's easy to manage you can manage it and things they improve tenfold a hundredfold potentially in in some cases oh absolutely i mean even this morning before we started this conversation as everyone knows or if if people don't know i work with infantry base as head of training but i also run my own infantry company and i've already had three calls this morning about where are keys you know, where are they? Who's got them? Or can I have them? So I'm, I'm constantly having to spend a lot of admin time chasing them. Can I get the day before? What time are they going to be available? Who, who's going to have them? Or arranging with other contractors to meet them somewhere to get keys. I did it about a month or so ago where I had to drive 12 miles in one way, a contractor 12 miles the other way so we could meet in the middle on the motorway to swap keys because they'd taken them to another job and I needed them. The agent didn't tell them that I needed them. So they've gone to another job, which is 12 miles away from where I was. And the worst thing was that I'd actually passed their area and then gone 12 miles ahead and then had to come yeah. back 12 miles to go back another 12 miles to be able to go and do the job. All of which time-wise, fuel cost-wise, I, I don't get reimbursed. It's mm-hmm. part and parcel of the way yeah. our particular uh, the industry works. So, you know, I've lost out. I've lost out on the time. I've lost out on the fuel side of things. The contractor had to muck around. She didn't know. And to be fair to the agent, it was one of those situations where they didn't realise they hadn't brought them back. But if they'd been able to see on the system that the keys were still out, you know, we could have avoided that 
that or at least got it to a stage where we didn't have to be doing this toing and froing yeah. which is or if maybe that person had been chased when the keys were due back or something like that they would have known they needed to get them back in or, or yeah or like even that. like an alert you know like you said mm. something that flags up to say you need these keys because again we spend a lot of time chasing keys ourselves to make sure that they're going to be there especially when it comes to checkouts you know have the tenants giving them back so of course if they're tagged in if they're the qr coded in they're in the system no it, it will be given that instant no we haven't gotten back or let rather than going to the key safe and you can almost hear the key safe opening loads of keys jangling around they go which one is it where is it Are they put it back mm. on the right tag is it on the right number is these the right sets and you know you can only memorize so many keys i mean in a way i actually think agents are brilliant because sometimes they'll look at keys and they know exactly what those keys are for who they're for whether they're brand new who gave them etc etc that's a wealth of knowledge but the trouble is as soon as they're not there that knowledge is gone no longer accessible. A bit of an aside, um, I met a really clever agent who is visually impaired and he knows his keys by feel. He can actually physically know which sets of keys he has based on what the, what the key set feels like. And he helps mm -hmm. that by, you know, a lot of times people will put like, he'll put like a, a fluffy tag on one or, you know, things like that to actually do it. But yeah, so some people do have incredible memories and that's brilliant, but it only works for that one person usually. And the more people you start introducing into a process, the harder it then is to keep track. I mean, I think probably for us property managers, inventory clerks, they're a good example of people who really do have the attention to detail. They're, mm -hmm. they, you know, they're interested in those sorts of things. They understand and work to process a lot. That's not the case for every type of tradesman out there, for example. Dare I say it, not even for sales negotiators and people like that, whose main interest is in getting out there and getting the deal done. And one of the challenges with key management in general is the sheer number of different types of people that need to interact with keys and interact with that process. And so it all comes back again, that if you can make it really easy, you've actually got a fighting chance of knowing what's going on. Yeah, and I think that's that's the, the, the basis of all of this, isn't it? Is, is knowing where they are, understanding what happens with the keys, who needs what, and just making that whole process simple. And one question I was going to ask you from keys at point of view, do you take pictures of the keys or do you just tag the keys or do you, can you do both? How does that actually work? That's a, a really interesting issue, actually, because it's, it's, it's the number one thing that people ask for within KeysApp to have pictures. And it's something we are working on at the moment. I know some inventory software, almost every type of inventory software will take pictures now. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. On the key side, we are being particularly careful around that. Um, and the reason for it is if you imagine that the weakest point of probably every tech system so you might argue that this maybe is one of the downsides of tech is that particularly if it's up in the cloud as, as most are today they can be compromised by somebody for example forgetting a username and password or something like that or yeah. using a password that's been compromised somewhere else you know almost everybody will admit that they've used the same password in multiple mm -hmm. places things like that so if a system such as ours could be compromised and i argue probably the same does apply to the inventory software too that if those keys if there's a good photograph of keys in that system and somebody could break in from the outside suddenly the risk is going up a bit because yeah. it is possible these days to cut keys from photographs and so if i've got access to a photograph of the key i can suddenly 
break into a property without actually first breaking into the agent to steal the key. So it's something we've been particularly careful about and we are working on it. Basically, we want all the right levels of encryptions, the right access mechanisms so that we can really tightly control who yeah. has access to those photographs mm -hmm. when we have them. No, that's um, a very good point, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say also it's, it's not something you see everywhere in the industry. So it's something probably people should be careful of when they're shopping for technology is that a lot of the time you'll see something that looks great but has that company really thought about some of these things that could happen further down the line? And it, yeah. it's always worth testing that when you're, when you're shopping for any kind of new product to see how deep does it go? What are the real risks and can they give you a satisfactory answer? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a very, very good point. And funny enough, it's something that back in my previous life, that was a big issue about cutting of keys and, and how good some people are. You could argue, well, it's, it's only a house, it's only a home. But then if you're going into that, certainly into the higher market bracket, you know, you 1 point million and above mm -hmm. kind of properties, you know, that, that could be even a bigger issue. But yeah, it's a very, very good and valid point. But I think, it, you know, certainly from an inventory clerk point of view, you use those pictures to be able to identify those mm. keys because we've got no other mechanism. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. no. And, and again, it, it's also it's also a, a matter of risk, isn't it? You know, some people are happy to, if you understand the risks, and let's face it, it's a very small risk, but it's one that we, because we focus specifically on keys, it's one that we really feel, for example, that we need to get absolutely right and be as secure as it's absolutely humanly possible to be, which is why maybe we've been a bit slower to do it than we would honestly like to be. And again, just being really honest here, you know, that's... that's... As it stands, there is a full capacity for as much detail as you want as a description though so yes. what sort of keys are on there one yale two chub maybe it's a bannum lock if you want to go with key codes or barrel lock numbers you can as well because bannum keys and or any sort of like master suited system very expensive to replace the locks if those keys suddenly get lost and there's nothing yes. spare um and so it's always security keys don't you so very specific i mean i know one particular kind where there's a, like a key that will do everything you mm -hmm. know so it's very specialized so equally we are extremely careful with it but and we worry about it a lot just to make sure that it remains safe and secure all the time so there's a university that we're working with who actually has a fine for people who take master keys so keys that'll open multiple doors of a hundred thousand pounds if that key is lost because of the net impact of everything that would have to be replaced if that key disappeared so yeah yeah i mean we don't see that quite so often in the residential sector but certainly something that needs a lot of thought yeah, it does, especially like you said, when you're dealing with maybe block management, you know, so that keeps mm -hmm. all of those properties in there, especially when I suppose maybe also the student market as well. That must mm. be because of the amount of students you've got, properties and, and also the turnover as well, because then um, they don't necessarily have a lot of void periods, but their turnover, especially if it's only if there are any um, students are only there for maybe one kind of like cycle at university or at the college or wherever it is that they are. Um, so therefore you've got multiple keys going in and out yeah. constantly. I mean, that must be a huge Same yeah. goes for the HMO and Airbnb market. Keys mm. const constantly being handled turnover. And if one, because obviously they're usually in blocks, if one does go missing, as Tim says, it's the rest of the block that needs doing. Housing association is very similar, aren't they? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I work with a particular housing association and you know they've got a, a very large portfolio. And yeah, the key management of that alone, especially now with COVID, where you're mm. not having either the check-in and sometimes the checkout face-to-face, -face, so therefore the key handover has to be done very carefully or if not by a safe. 
and everything that involves that side of things. So therefore, you know, those tracking of those keys becomes even more and more difficult. And obviously you're doing or, or dealing with maybe larger volumes than maybe you would normally do. So then you've got that whole issue as well. So I think COVID has actually created another issue with keys regarding the fact that we're not doing face-to-face -face contact now. It certainly has. It certainly has. I, I think um, Philip touched on it earlier on as well. What, what we're definitely seeing is much more dispersed key management going on. So instead of everything really being managed from like a central office location, now suddenly it's making sense for more people to take more keys away with them. And once again, as soon as you've lost the access to your central book, suddenly that stops working again. Exactly. And yeah, so definitely a, a, a definite trend with COVID is keys now being managed more and more outside of the office environment. Yeah. I'm even seeing I don't know if you're seeing this Sean any of the agents you work with I'm even seeing people starting to maybe even decentralize the way they work so there was quite a trend towards kind of bringing particularly property management into like a single hub location and if you've got lots of branches and lots of offices all your management's being done from one place and the others are just effectively doing the, the sort of sales and the the one-to-one -one interaction with clients well I'm seeing more and more people look at doing now is actually moving some of those central functions back out again to the yes. to the edges again because of the practicality they don't have so many people in the central office anymore they need those keys or you know they need those people to be operating much more locally yes. than had been the case previously and I think that's a really interesting trend that that COVID is sort of forcing on us and again it means that some of the ways we used to do things just don't work anymore and if we still want to know what's going on you know you at home might be very useful for you to know if where a certain key is before you go to get it because you might not be going to the office anymore you might be going to meet somebody else or, or something like that exactly no that's a really good point and it's something we were already uh, and certainly we're experiencing certainly the initial lockdown where no process we were really geared up for what had to happen and like you said everybody was then sent home working from home and obviously a lot of people were furloughed so therefore your access to staff access to the agents was even more restricted because of the fact there was no one to actually open the office door and give you that access and if they weren't the right people who did didn't know what the keys were doing etc etc then you were having to rely on them finding out from someone else you know there was a lot of disconnect going on in regards to the whole key management side of things I mean and that obviously you know because of what was happening with lockdown we knew it was kind of like coming but not to the degree that it came and, and none of us prepared because we didn't expect it I mean yeah. if you we had this conversation last year you'd be going to me pandemic really what what are you on about it's the best stupid that no absolutely not and yet here we are but here we also are going into tier two tier three potentially mass lockdown again because of what the situation is it's likely that we're going to get even more of this going forward so it says to me we need to get this situation sorted we need agents to decide on what is the best method to not just help them but also help everybody in that particular mm -hmm. tenancy that that you know that timeline and again across the actual supply network because anything that involves property will involve keys mm -hmm. of some sort at some point it's a simple fact from your point of view as keys app what do you want to see happening in the industry what do you want to see these agents these users and holders of keys doing i think probably the first thing I'd say is that actually people making sure they're actually signing keys back in and out to everybody. I know that sounds a bit strange and you might even be thinking, well, surely everybody's doing that already. But mm -hmm. funnily enough, I don't see that happen 
all that often. I think if you're a contractor, almost always you're going to have a key kind of booked out to you, something like that. But actually what people often do is they don't have the same standards of their staff, for example, that they have of their contractors. Sometimes for good reasons, you know, a lot of things I hear is, oh, we trust our staff. It's not really a problem. But it's not really about trust. It's actually about, I think you mentioned earlier on, Sean, like mistakes happen and they happen all the time. And unless you're able to kind of keep track of things from end to end all the way, you're not actually able to have any kind of process that you can really trust because you don't know whether it was the contractor not bringing the key back or whether it was actually just one of your staffs still got it in their pocket or something like that Mm -hmm. you know and it's not about trust it's just that somebody's forgotten to do something or they've made a quick error and the ability to enforce those processes kind of right across the board so the whole range of people that interact really then means that you, you know what's going on again i think in regard to covid and things like that again it's it's a it's making sure that you're able to think about the big picture, I suppose, and recognize that the way you used to do things isn't the way that is going to make sense these days. Yeah, we've changed a lot and we're having mm. to change. And I think that is going to continue. I don't yeah. think where we were in March, where we are now, is going to be exactly the same. Where we're going to be next March. I think things are continuously evolving. But one thing that is good that people are thinking more and they are innovating. They are looking at these issues and looking to try and address them and trying to actually make a difference and 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 have, in, in a way, sometimes the time to actually do it. Because normally we're rushing around just trying to do the day-to-day stuff just on that constant treadmill mm trying to get things done, just trying to keep things working. Whereas in a way, lockdowns forced us to have that time, to have that thinking time and ability to do something. But then it's a case of what you do. Who do you go Mm -hmm. to? Who do you see? How do you get situations, these pain points sorted and and working Mm -hmm. for everybody's best interest? Exactly. As Tim kind of touched on, it's that human element, isn't it, that we need to keep to a minimum really and that's where tech really starts to shine and capture that data because well we've been in it for a while but people are really starting to get on board with data is almost becoming king to some degree of i need to see everything that happens and with that i think there will become legislation and um, regulation i know that in scotland you've got the lettings code which Mm -hmm. means you need to have a record of every key that will that will follow down into this country and i I feel like there's going to be more iso standards that you see in like the security world of seals and tags that need to be attached to these or electronically uh, recorded because keys unlock doors to families homes and people are incredibly important they need to be kept safe and secure and it's too easily compromised sometimes <laughs> yeah. with, with yeah. some of these archaic processes so I, I think it is going to be going that way I think that's a very good point especially now that they are I've got this working group for the logbook for properties where you're going to be having all the information for property either sales or lettings and that's going to include every component it's going to include obviously the safety element in regards to certificates gas safety eicrs etc right the way through the process and keys have got to be part and parcel of that conversation the same as that you have a logbook for a car you have a set of keys it's included so it's no different i can see that certainly becoming part of that particular conversation or at least if it isn't it should be so that will be very interesting and in how that will um, manifest itself going forward so especially as they've got a timeline for next year for introducing this 
Sure. Not everybody knows this, but actually it's some of these regulations around keys are actually already there. So if you're, for example, a member of ALA Property Mark, for example, then the ALA Code of Practice there does actually say, you know, that you need to make sure and log keys in and out. And it doesn't discriminate between staff and contractors or those sorts of things. Property Ombudsman, exactly the same. So even in England, we are, we're kind of seeing that. That's already there in a lot of the codes. And I think there's one thing that we can all be sure of is that there's not the legislation in this industry is not going to get less you know there is more and more and the more technology enables the more you're going to start to be required to do more things particularly in terms of auditing kind of what's going on and keeping people safe it's interesting we haven't talked that much about security yet actually have we we no. uh, it's a big big topic we've we've maybe uh, not got to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah but security is everything isn't it you know for security of both the, the keys the, the asset and also the staff themselves. So that's a huge conversation. Maybe that's something we could have a, another podcast about to really get into depth because there, there's, imagine there's a lot to be talked about, a lot to be discussed. There is, yeah. Excellent. So Tim, Phil, great to have you on our podcast. That has been so informative. I didn't really understand, certainly about the legislation side of things, certainly from like what Scotland are doing in, in regards to keys. So that will certainly be of interest to a lot of members in regards to people who use infantry base and also um, the wider industry as to how that looks and whether that's going to be coming forward through, certainly on the logbook side of things. So that's been amazing. Thank you very much indeed, for both of you, for your time, for your information, for your understanding of the industry from a point of view of our podcasters how can they get in touch with you what's the best way probably the best thing to do is um, look us up on our website so that's keysapp.com spelled k-e-y-z-a-p-p i'm sure you'll put it in your notes and things as well Um, so keysapp.com but we've got some forms on there if you want to get in touch we're always open actually to talking to people in the industry it's great to understand different people's needs how keys affect you it really helps us make sure we're doing the right thing for people philip is probably better than i am in terms of getting out there on the social media as well we're both on linkedin i think aren't we aren't we phil is there anything Mm -hmm. additional you wanted to say not really. We're just always here. And if it if it's just some advice, really, yeah, I'm always at hand and ready to help. Yeah, yeah. So we're always talking on LinkedIn, aren't we, Phil? So yeah, I mean it's a great platform to, you know, for businesses, for agents, landlords to get in touch, find out who you guys are, what you're doing, and, and are able to help. And I think certainly from uh, both our points of views is the fact is that it's sometimes even if you don't necessarily give over the solution or someone buys the solution or, or whatever, having that chat, having that understanding and then going back and looking at what your working practices are and how they could be better handled and better for, you know, not just for yourself as the agent for uh, as the landlord but also for the wider market for the wider supply market makes a huge Mm. amount of sense and then we can hopefully take that main pain point away from keys because the solutions are there you have a solution so it's not a difficult solution to really implement I think it's just a case of just understanding it and actually thinking actually no I need to do something about this and then just getting on with it but Mm. um, it's certainly um, available and I think with more integrations as they come along it will make that process a lot easier and, and less painful for the agent for the individual to implement Mm. exciting times certainly yeah definitely what i would say is i know that inventory clerks you know you guys probably aren't the guys that are always going to be sort of investing in a solution like ours however we see a lot of value in you understanding what's possible so if you do want to just give us a call have a chat or you want to see a little bit more we're always happy to show you because you guys are the guys that are in the right place at the right time when some of these issues occur and as i said at the beginning sometimes people just need to know that there is a better way out there 
yeah, we can all help each other. That sounds good. And I'm, I'm definitely up for the helping each other. I think the more support we can offer each other in the industry, it doesn't have to be us and them or competitors or anything like that. And I think certainly with this whole pandemic situation, I think we're all talking much more. We're all working together much more. And I think it's something that, you know, we're all going to benefit from. And I would not like to see that like wane away once things maybe get back to some uh, normality, because I think it's been really, really good. The, the fact is, you know, we've got competitors, but equally we have friends in the industry and if we can all work together there's a common aim there's a common good there to be had Mm -hmm. and I I think that will be for the benefit of everybody which is nice I think we certainly need that Phil Tim thank you so much indeed for your time it's been an absolute pleasure as always thank you very much indeed for your patience and and for agreeing to come on and I look forward to talking to you both again about the security aspect I think we definitely need to do that fantastic Thanks, Thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody listening today. Um, we will put information and also links on the show notes so you can get in touch with Phil and Tim and, and ask your questions. And we look forward to seeing you all again on our next podcasts. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Inventory Professional Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast now and share the love. This podcast was brought to you by InventoryBase, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.